Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows, and we can't live without them. But we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. F hello, and welcome to our final recap of F-Boy Island, episodes 7 through 10 in which we finally learn who is smart enough to take a mere 50K and a sterling reputation and who is an unredeemable F-boy. This final episode drop of F-boy Island had four episodes and so much drama. We're already spending too much time just on the intro. We don't have extra margins to mess around with here. We have to get started. Are you ready? Oh, okay. I'm mentally prepared. (laughs) I'm ready to get into these F-boys' brains. It's going to be dark, but someone has to do it, and that someone is us. Us, and all the many viewers of F-boy Island. So we start episode seven, checking in with the eliminated dudes in the nice guy grotto. The boys are doing a massage train. Meanwhile, in Limbro, the men are just doing reps with their fake wooden weights on the beach when they notice that someone is missing. Casey. I mean, Casey is on his hero's journey, hitchhiking his way across the island back to fair CJ. (laughs) And you just gotta respect it. It's so interesting to me, the way that they took, like, Colton Underwood's actual flight from production and turned it into this completely, like, staged. He's Goofy. followed closely by cameras the whole way as he thumbs down a motorcycle and, I guess, tells the motorcyclist, please take me to the F-Boy Island Villa. And I mean, yeah. the guy's like, yes, of course, F-Boy Island Villa. And Casey appears at the door of the main villa, pokes his little head in there, and all three women are hanging out on the couches. And CJ is absolutely thrilled to see him. 
Yeah, Casey's like, look, I had to escape Limbro. I missed CJ. And they're like, wait, what the fuck is Limbro? Uh, So he has to explain that. And then CJ is just like, yeah, I'm glad this dude is back. I didn't mean to send him away in the first place. And in classic CJ fashion, she says, he did something bad to be with me. I love that. He tells her that he trekked through literally hundreds of miles (laughs) of terrain, which I have to say, if true, was not pictured at all. So I assume he's lying. That to me indicates that he is still being a bit of a fuckboy here. He's (laughs) He's <laughs> he's selling her some tall tales. And uh, he says, you know, the elimination, not your fault, water under the bridge. Let's just move forward together. And she says, well, yeah, like, I'm, I'm in. You'll get another chance. And I'm going to be nicer and treat you with more respect. And Casey's like, wow, great. But also, like, please don't treat me with too much respect. Like, it's hot when you are a bitch to me. But, like, great. Yay. But, like, not too much. He's like, be a bitch to me, (laughs) but not about Garrett. But not about Garrett. Garrett's off limits. Uh, And we also learned that his nickname, I I assume self-proclaimed, is the baby-faced assassin. Which, okay, Casey. (laughs) I like that he is self-aware about the fact that he looks like he's 17 and works as a pizza delivery boy. He does. He leans into that. Frankly, the draw of him. And he arrives at the pool party that evening holding hands with CJ. This is when the guys find out that he's back. So poor Sean is literally like, oh. He's like, fuck, I'm probably out. <laughs> uh yeah. Garrett like leaps up and swoops Casey into his arms. He says, I was more excited to see Casey than Sarah, which, like, no shit. We know, buddy. Yeah. We know. Not some big fucking revelation. (laughs) Like, it's pretty clear. You've never seemed that excited to see Sarah. And Sean, meanwhile, is like, CJ, what's what's up with, like, Casey and how he's back now? And she says, you know, I'm glad he's back, but it's confusing because I have these new relationships. And, you know, I don't know. I really like him, but, like, I don't know. And Sean, Sean sees the tea leaves here. He reads, he reads what's going on. And he says, you know, I get it. I won't, I won't hate you. Like, no matter what happens. Which Sean is, is such a sweetheart. <laughs> he's like letting her go. He's like, I'm yeah. still here, but I'm letting you go. And CJ says, as of now, Sean has fallen behind. And it's awkward because even Sean can tell that. Which and that's true. Sean does not suffer from myopia in this in these uh in these No, Sean moments. seems uh, he knows what's up. gentle and smart and I really like him. Yeah. Speaking of intelligence, uh I enjoy the this lack the lack thereof. <laughs> thereof. I did enjoy the little interstitial of Nikki Glazer hosting a women's studies class for the F boys. Uh none of the men could name Five female athletes. Well, she specifically does ask Anthony because she asked for them to name five male athletes and he immediately True. names five basketball players. And she says, okay, now name five female athletes. He can't and name he one. Says, he says, I don't watch girls' sports like that. I was like, not even like Serena Williams? Like, like you can't name <laughs> Serena Williams? Like, like it's one. almost like he's like, it's almost like he's just trying to be a dick on purpose. Like, well, poor sweet Anthony also thinks that phenomenal starts with an F. So, 
Yeah, it's not a great showing for the F-boys. Israel, on the other hand, can correctly identify that the gender wage gap exists, which I appreciate. I really loved his explanation of it, which was like, you work, if you're a woman, you can work really hard. And then you still, you know, you. Well, he's Israeli, so he was like, you don't make as much money. The woman is depressing, and then the the work, like the man, and then they still don't make the money. Yes. I, he was the only one who got a question right. I was very proud of him. I love Israel. He's just like out here living his best reform F-boy life. Then she asked them all where the safest place to ejaculate to avoid pregnancy is. And they say, on her back. Nikki's like, well, I was hoping for condoms, but I guess that's a lesson for next week. That's a little advanced. I mean, (laughs) I guess they've identified a place that is less risky than the vagina in that regard. That is true. Uh, let's move on to the two-on-one dates back at back at the villa. Nakia invites Fernando and OG Jared. She's been having this sort of love triangle with OG Jared and Colin. But as I think I mentioned last week, there's this weird dynamic where she never lets Colin, like, get close to her at all, but she still kind of treats him as a front runner in other respects. Like, she'll make out with him at parties and talk about him like he's a front runner, but she never really, like, takes him on dates or gives him, like, alone time. Meanwhile, OG Jared gets, like, all the dates and alone time, but she's constantly in the doghouse. And she, at this point now that she knows who the nice guys are, she's trying to, like, very consciously give a nice guy a shot. Yeah. So she ends up inviting Fernando and OG Jared for a thruple massage. Which, you know, Fernando is a chiropractor, so he does know how to give a good therapeutic massage. Yeah, good choice, Nakia. And Jared immediately straddles her butt in order to rub her back. In order to claim her, I think. is He's mounting her. I mean, let's call it what it is. Jared's like, we're doing a massage? Great. It's time for me to mount my woman. And finally, Nakia has to, like, order him to move so that Fernando can properly massage her butt. I'm like, this woman is trying to get a legit good massage. Like, just let Fernando be. She's been very stressed, um, understandably. And she needs all the tension in her butt removed. Can she have that? Yeah, exactly. Let a woman live. And meanwhile, OG Jared just sits there on the table next to them and, like, fully pouts like a petulant child. It's not a flattering look. No. He th- I don't know what he thinks he's accomplishing by doing this right in front of Nakia. He's literally, as Fernando gives her a luxurious l- massage that I'm sure she's enjoying, he's lying there being like, anyway, can you leave so I can have alone time with Nakia now? Like, I think your ride's here. And Nanda's like, oh, so you're going to call me and her an Uber? And OG Jared is just like, doesn't even know what to say. He's like, I wasn't expecting him to come back at me at all. He's just like, uh, no, not for both of you. And Nakia's really impressed. She's like, Nando's holding his own. He's pushing back. But OG Jared is not daunted. He continues. He's like, here, I'm going to try this. I don't hate you. I don't hate you, Fernando. I'm not even threatened by you. I... I actually just would like to kick it with her one-on-one, and I I think she'd like that, too. 
Which, like, oh, okay then. Like, if you genuinely just want to hang out with her one-on-one, then, like, definitely. Can- no, that's not how this works, dude. Like, you think that Fernando cares about whether you genuinely want to spend time with Nikia? What if he genuinely wants to spend time with Nikia? OG Jared is, like, a whiny little surfer boy. It's like he has no understanding of how other people's minds and motivations work. He's like, everyone's just waiting for me to prove that I'm genuine so they can give me what I want. And it's like, no, they might have conflicting desires from you for their own reasons. So Nakia takes one-on-one time with Fernando first, actually. And she basically says to him, like, you know, you call yourself a nice guy, but you gave yourself that title. And I'm going to be the judge of that. Um, she's, like, basically the only person, I think, that we see say this, which is, like, I actually can't trust that you're a nice guy just because you called yourself that to production. Yeah, I appreciated that a lot. Yeah. Um, she feeds him a sandwich. She has a great time. She's like, I forgot OG Jared was even here. But he's there, all right. He's definitely there, and he wants to talk about feelings, which is seemingly the only thing that they discuss. Yeah. And it never looks like that much fun. Like, the way that he discusses feelings is to be like, I like you so much that, like, you're really pissing me off, quite frankly. (laughs) And Nikia does not want to have this conversation again. Um, She's like, we've done enough talking about feelings. You don't even know anything about me. Like, if you were really all about me, you'd want to ask me everything and know everything about me. And he's like, oh, there isn't just much time. And she's like, you find time to kiss me. Fair point, Nakia. He's giving her the Bachelor journey edit conversation. Like, I'm sure that on The Bachelor, we always say, like, oh, I'm sure they talk about other stuff that's more interesting than just, like, whether they're falling for each other. But those are actually the only conversations that Jared is having with her is, like, hey, good to see you. I'm, like, really vibing with you right now. I see us together. (laughs) Meanwhile, Sarah invites Josh and Garrett on a two-on-one date. Garrett is not really excited about the two-on-one. He's like, I'm going to be kissing Sarah. Josh is going to be kissing Sarah. At this point, I'm pretty much going to be kissing Josh. Super, super charming as usual from Garrett. And the date is that they're going to be painting vision boards of their future. This is such, this is very much a streaming service dating reality show staple. They always do this on Too Hot to Handle. And they're always terrible paintings that are just like about how much they love money and adventure. (laughs) There are so many money signs present (laughs) in these paintings. What's incredible is, okay, so first of all, both their paintings are terrible. They're also very similar. They're just like white background with just like stuff that they want to have on that. We get it. We get a glimpse of Sarah's and hers is more artistic. It's yeah. like an actual like landscape and she seems pretty good actually at painting. Yeah. She seems unimpressed by their artistic skills. But what they both do have on their board is their vision board that they painted is money. Josh also has like a plane and he's like adventure is very important. Fitness is important to me. Uh, And then Garrett also has a lot of money signs and he has a dolphin because I guess Sarah told him she likes dolphins. And Josh is like, oh, there's a lot of money on there. That's like F-boy material, bro. Like, I guess he's really interested in the money. And I was like, Josh, you had money too, man. Like, if you don't want that, (laughs) if you don't think that's appropriate to put on the board, then like, 
keep it off your board. I know. I was like, look, Josh, I agree. Garrett's a flaming F boy, but this is not a compelling argument given that you also drew money. He literally signs. was like, his money signs were bigger than my money yeah. <laughs> signs. And that just goes to show. Like, at, le- at least Garrett did a little splatter painting, which is what I think, frankly, put him over the edge for Sarah. I think she actually picked him because he put a dolphin on there. I was like, Josh, could you not think of one thing about Sarah that you could put on your vision board? He's like fitness. Fitness. <laughs> she has a great ass. We later learn that, that he loves her ass. But Sarah does pick Garrett's painting and gives her one-on-one time to Josh first. And he tells her she's dynamic and that he wants his partner to be great. And she says, mm-hmm. And then they kiss. Fireworks. Just, it's like a <laughs> flat line. Like, every time they spend time together. Sarah then talks to Garrett, who is just as rosy-cheeked as ever. He just gets and pinker he, and pinker by the day. Yeah, so many, so much sunburn. And he's just like, do you not trust me? Like, why would you not trust me? Let's be all in. And she's like, okay, cool. And then they they make out. Yeah. She's like, I'm ready to see his soft side. Literally, all he has to do is be like, please trust me. And she's like, yeah, I love. She's like, wow, I love that he asked really me to trust trying. him. I love how much he's trying by <laughs> asking me to trust him. Wow. CJ invites Casey and new Jared to make pizza. And Jared is like, I'm from New York. So, yeah. As you know, when you enter the city, they give you instruction manual for how to make pizza. Exactly. Uh, It's something that it's in the water. You know, people always talk about how good Mm -hmm. the New York City water is. What they mean is that when you drink it, you just are infused with, with pizza knowledge, with pizza knowledge. And CJ thought that there would be a lot of jousting between these two guys. But at first, it's very chill. They're making the pizza. And then Casey sort of tries to take the heat up a little. He takes out his olive oil brush and he's like, I'm supposed to paint you now with olive oil all over. And New Jared says, and I'm going to lick it off. <laughs> He's, it, he just always has to raise the ante to a more, like, aggro level. <laughs> it's so, his rejoinders are always so, and often quite sexually aggressive, that you're sort of like, okay, like, I see why you felt the need to step in there, but you really took it to a new place where now everyone's very uncomfortable. And new Jared then starts to go at Casey a little bit more. He says, you know, remember what you said to CJ the night you left, that you didn't deserve any of them. And Casey says, well, I didn't think she'd given anyone a chance yet. And new Jared says, well, we have opened up to each other since you left. And Casey says, well, less than two weeks ago, you were walking down the beach with Nikia. So you're being a hypocrite. I'm like, Casey, that's not the same thing at all. New Jared is attacking you for publicly disrespecting the woman you're now trying to date. Yeah. A hypocrite is not just, you He know, also did a thing that's annoying to the, right. the partner. You're a hypocrite because you two may not be the perfect partner for this woman. No, a hypocrite yeah. is if he did the same thing and he's judging you for it. And that is simply not the case here. That night, of course, they have another pool party. And Sarah's like, welcome. I'll throw you a bone. We've had almost no time together. I know I haven't given you any dates. But let's talk about how you're nice, but you're an F-boy. 
Let's just talk about that. She, she They start talking for like three minutes and almost immediately Garrett comes up and is like, can I actually have time with Sarah? And she's like, okay, like fine. <laughs> I don't know how to ever say no. Uh, and Garrett does this super annoying thing again where he's just like, but where is your head at, Sarah? Like, what are your emotions? I need validations. Tell me about feelings. Constantly negging her. Constantly negging her. And constantly just trying to actually signal signal vulnerability by performing insecurity that he does not actually feel. And she immediately falls for it every time. She's like, oh, he he wants to know how I feel. Like, he's just oh, okay. soft inside. He's was only an F-boy because he's so damaged and scared of not being validated. If I validate him, then he'll be soft and nice. Yeah. Ugh. But it's just, it's it's not it's not convincing to me that he actually feels that way. Oh yeah, there there is no reciprocity here, and it's like pretty hard to watch. Yeah. And then of course, I, I'm I'm probably biased because we do get insight into Garrett's strategy through the interviews that yeah, they show. Yeah, it's obviously more transparent to us than it was to Sarah being of course. Like, in it. But because Garrett immediately tells the camera that, oh, I just need Sarah to forget that I'm an F-boy so I can manipulate the situation to my advantage. So in case anyone was temporarily taken in uh, within five seconds, you've been disillusioned. Welcome having lost his his little bit of uh, sit-down time with Sarah, is getting pretty desperate. Like, it's going to be elimination soon. So he pulls Sarah aside and is like, I just wanted to say to you, mm, like, lays a big, a big old smackaroo on her glossy lips. Look, and Sarah thinks it's a nice kiss. She's, she's very uh, pleased. I mean, way to shoot your shot, welcome. Yeah, and he Sarah... Tried. Sarah, as we know, doesn't usually like it when a guy asks for permission to kiss her. And Welcome certainly did not do that. So she no, is he did she's a happy camper. So the next day, we see Casey and Garrett and OG Jared kind of debriefing on the situation. And Casey tells Garrett and OG Jared, you know, I know I'm up against two nice guys, but I think I've solidified in CJ's mind that I'm the good parts of an F-boy. Adventurous, fun, really good in bed. And then he says, I don't have the biggest dick, but I have a boyfriend dick. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to be something you can ride every day, and you're going to be happy as fuck. I'm sorry, Grandma. <laughs> the thought of, like, these, these guys having female relatives who are going to watch this just makes me feel, like, hot and uncomfortable all over. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, oh, God. I'm, like, very glad I don't somehow, like, have a cousin who ended <laughs> who up on that. F-Boy Island. Or a grandson, God forbid. I I did appreciate his description of, of boyfriend dick. You know, sizes and everything. I actually thought it was pretty funny. Just the perfect example of, of Casey's, like, appeal. Like, he's like... I could be embarrassed that it's not the hugest dick you've ever seen or a little insecure about it. But instead, I'm like, I see all the upsides to what I am. Yeah, he's like, this is actually and I'm sell a it. plus. Yeah, <laughs> he's always selling himself. Garrett asked them if they're becoming less of F-boys. And OG Jared is like, I can be both. Like, I'm a nice guy for an Ikea, but I'm an F-boy other times. And Garrett says he's... 80% an F-boy and 20% a nice guy. And that 20% is for the special person that might be able to get you to change. 
There is nothing more toxic than a man pushing the myth that, like, if the woman he's talking to just performs well enough, that he'll change for her. And so explicitly. It is so fucked so up. So explicitly. He's like, there's a kernel of of good, devoted, great boyfriend guy in there if you're, if you're good enough. If you're good enough, that guy will come out. If you just happen to not be special enough, then tough shit. I just happen to be... I came out that way. I was born 80% F-boy. Says it on my birth certificate. So uh, it's elimination night. And each woman has uh, three to four, in the Q's case, men uh, who are going to plead their case. CJ's guys basically are all just like, I'm so into you. The future is bright. And Garrett says to Sarah... I had fun like getting to know you on a deeper level this week. And there's like a lot that still needs to be explored. For example, like I have a wild side and I need to see like, can you keep up? And if we cut it off, cut it off right now, I wouldn't get a chance to explore that. And I'm finally at a point where I can give myself to you. I hate this man so much. Here he is negging her yet again, saying like, it would just be such a shame because I actually think you might not be good enough for me, but I haven't found out yet. I'm, like, losing my shit. Like, I don't care if they never showed us any of Garrett's interviews. That is, this is the most blatant, unvarnished, artless negging I have ever seen. And the fact that it works on Sarah makes me want to go to bed for three days. Like, it's so hard to watch. But ultimately, they're is only going to be one man eliminated during this elimination so that they all presumably effectively end up with with three final dudes. And Nakia's like, I'm going to take one for the team. And it's going to (gasps) be... Cliffhanger! Who's it going to be? Who's Nakia sending home of her four dudes? Uh, You know, we're just going to have to wait to find out because we're taking a quick break and we'll be back soon with Nakia's decision. Can you keep up? If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is, like, the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like 
take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning links... Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And now we're back. And as we quickly find out, Nakia chooses to send Greg home, which makes complete sense because we had literally seen him being like, yeah, I don't really think we have that strong feelings for each other. So goodbye, Greg, and your beautiful beard. And he says as he leaves, I think your truest connection is with Colin. And Nakia is like taken aback by this. She keeps being like, am I missing something about OG Jared? Which is confusing to me because I think she seems really aware that there's something off with OG Jared. And also that none of the other men like him. Right. Like, it's like every time she's surprised and new. Like, the scales once again fall from her eyes. She is only really into OG Jared. So she's just like, what if there is a way, in fact, to rationalize this outside of the fact that I just like him? I think that she is into Colin... Physically. Physically, yes. Has never developed, like, a real emotional connection with him. And the next day, they're going to have a daytime pool party. So the women all put their triangle bikini tops on in creative ways, upside down, sideways. Look, you got to get the side boob. You got to get the <laughs> under boob. Just every iteration of non-nipple breast exposure. And the women make the men dance for them. Uh, Casey and Garrett try to twerk. It is... Uh, bad. bad. It uh, is bad 
for me to watch as an experience. It seems bad for everyone there. Everyone's trying their best, though. You know, welcome is like, it looks like I'm having a seizure, but like, okay, I'm doing it. They're being goofy, which I think is appreciated by the women. Like, uh, this pool party just genuinely seems like a bunch of friends having fun together. Except for OG Jared, who is yet again sulking in the corner because he's not a great dancer. Like, sir, did you see welcome? Like, that is not the point. And, like, even if you hate dancing, I actually don't even think you have to participate in the dancing. You can just be laughing and standing up, not, like, sulking in a corner alone. Yeah, like, you don't, like, try to avoid taking center stage, maybe, but the obvious misery on his face is not a party vibe. He's a big baby. So Nakia is unimpressed by this. She's like, his actions are not matching up to his words. He keeps saying he's going to step up and try harder not to piss me off, and then he just, like, sulks. Meanwhile, she is giving time to some other guys, so she's connecting with Colin. She has her second love language conversation of the this pretty short series. Claire, are there ever enough love language conversations to be had? I I am so over love languages. (laughs) I would like to never hear about them again. Now we're on to attachment styles, frankly. Yes, that's that's my new thing. <laughs> and she says again that physical touch is one of hers, and he sort of starts kissing her all over her face and gets a boner. <laughs> you know what? I thought this was hilarious that they kept this in. She's like, what's on my leg? He gets all embarrassed. We see him, like, jump onto a daybed. Like, honestly, it was, I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Sarah has a sit down with Garrett where she says that she doesn't appreciate how he said that he was too much for her to handle. And he says, well, there's a physical intimacy side of a relationship. And I just want to know that, like, you'll be, you know, if I want to do something freaky, like, you'll be GGG, you know, like, are you going to be down to, like, do anal or whatever? He doesn't say that, but, like, listen, we all know what he's doing here. He is negging her into anal. and Get that printed on a t-shirt, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, instead of being like, um, you know, I have my own standards about how I want these things to go, but, you know, I don't appreciate you trying to, like, manipulate me. And instead, she's like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, let's have a really intense makeout right now just to show, like, how exciting I can be in the bedroom. (sighs) It's working so well on her. He is negging her into submission. It's so depressing. It is so depressing. Um, Which is interesting, I think, because later she talks to Welcome and he says, you know, I I was nervous about telling you this because people think it's weird or judgmental. But, like, I, I have been in open relationships in the past. And Sarah's just like, yeah, that's weird. basically his death. That's sentence. so weird. That's yeah, I don't like that. Like, would you want to do that in the future? Like the way that she reacts to welcome <laughs> saying that compared to how she reacts to Garrett being like, you've got to do whatever freaky shit I want in bed if you want me is like opposite sides of the coin. Meanwhile, CJ uh, is chilling with Casey. They seem to be having a really good time. And she says, you know, I'm not put off by the F-boy thing. I'd rather take someone with a bad intention and try to flip that rather than take someone good and keep proving how great they are. This is what we call an unhealthy (laughs) approach to picking men that is likely to backfire on you. It's textbook. But it is romantic. That is why 
I love to read romance novels about like reformed rakes, you know, what could be more exciting than the man who is only loyal to you and like no other woman was ever good enough for him. Yeah, we've all watched Bridgerton, okay? (laughs) Exactly. No, and Casey's like, yeah, my motivation changed from money to CJ. I'm reformed. We're on the same page. She's everything that, you know, that he wants in a best friend, in a lover. And they make out, um, but no lover stuff yet. She's holding firm. And New Jared doesn't like this. And he, like, lurches out of the pool (laughs) and grabs CJ up from the couch where she's entangled with Casey and carries her back to the party and into the pool. And something that I appreciate about CJ is that she can identify that this is, like, sort of a shitty move. And it's very kind of like peacocking to Casey, trying to prove something. And she's just like, he's just flexing. I don't like it. Like, he's hot, and I'm into that. But, like, the macho shit isn't really quite for me. But also, he's But also it is. But also also it it is. low-key is. It is. (laughs) Group date time. They're all going out together, all of the guys, all of the girls, to swim with stingrays. Sarah jumps right on in with the stingrays because she's trying to prove to Garrett that she's really adventurous. She can hang. And Garrett has to, like, pretend to be impressed. He's like, oh, yeah, she is really, really down. Like, she just, like, got right in the water of the ocean. And poor Sean is like, I'm still here, I guess. But CJ and Casey are graphically making out on the boat while new Jared, like, kind of jockeys for attention. And I'm just like, here, Nakia is kind of giving OG Jared another talking to about how she had high expectations because he said that he loved her. And so when he doesn't step up, it's really frustrating. And he's never—he's not very good at defending himself. Like, it never makes sense to me when he explains his feelings. He All he ever says is, I have feelings for you. I'm like, Jared, buddy, you, you, you got to expand on that. Yeah. Like that's your thesis. Where's the rest of the essay? Yeah. We're going to need we're going to need some some paragraphs, some quotes. CJ meanwhile is giving new Jared a talking to. She's saying I'm not a damsel. I don't need to be saved. That macho shit is a turn off for me. This is a straight lie. This is wishful <laughs> she, thinking. She, yes, wants she wants for it to do nothing for her. She wants for it to do nothing for her. But Look, it very like so much many does. of us we grapple with the way that we've been socialized as straight women in the world. It's just depressing because you can see how this macho shit has given new Jared a big advantage over someone like Sean. Even as she's like, don't do that. I hate it. It's the reason that he's in the game. That evening, they share some more one-on-one conversations. Uh, Sarah and Josh have some time to reconnect She's sort of propped stiffly in his lap. Like, she looks sort of like a Barbie that's, like, been positioned across his lap. Yeah, there's not a lot of movement. Not a lot of movement. Very straight back. And just she just stares blankly as Josh talks soothingly about what a beautiful, solid connection they have. And she says, our relationship has just been in this linear, progressive line upward. My relationship with Garrett has been up and down, like more up and down. I'm sure there's a graph name for that too. (laughs) And she's right. I'm very impressed that she got that close. It's called a sign. 
And, uh, you know, this is why they say in, like, Algebra 2, you're going to use you this knowledge use this. for the yeah, rest it, of your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to pay attention. Stop trying to stel- spell boobs with your graphing calculator. One day you'll be on a reality show and you will want to be able to describe your relationship with someone using an accurate mathematical I mean, term. frankly, they should really frame math in that way. More people <laughs> might pay attention. Casey, meanwhile, uh, is confiding in Garrett that he came for the money, but he actually really likes CJ and he's scared to lose her, even though it sounds soft. Garrett says, enough about that. What are your feelings towards me? All Garrett wants to know about is how everyone feels about him. No one wants to and needs to be affirmed more in this entire game than Garrett. Garrett is desperate to know how everyone feels. And Casey says, well, my feelings for you are stronger than any other guy here. And Garrett asks if Casey will move in with him after the show. And Casey says, as long as I get CJ's approval, then yes. They're over the moon. Uh, They seem to be kind of self, self, like intentionally, self-consciously parodying the way that contest, like contestants, talk to the lead here. Oh Um, yeah, but I do think that they actually want to move in together. I I think they do too. I I also though do enjoy. I think this is like another indication of the way we see that the the contestants sort of, as you said in one of our first recaps, like be invited into the tone of the show. Like they're allowed to sort of wink and make jokes about the format and the language that contestants often use. And yet they're also betraying something real, which is that these two dudes are obsessed with each other. Yeah. Nakia sees Colin kind of moping on the beach and she's like, oh yeah, Colin, he's great. We had a boner together earlier. That was fun. And she goes up to him and suddenly he's just like, I want to tell you about all the pain I've been through. I want to hear more about yours. Like, let's trauma bond here. He says he was raised by his grandmother and didn't see his mom until fourth grade. And then she left. So now he has these abandonment issues. And Nakia's really touched that he opened up to her about this. Nakia's like, you did bare your soul to me and share all your trauma. Um, and I will eliminate you very soon. Yeah. And Right now, actually, it's elimination night, the last one before the finale, because they're going to pick their final two. The the men, again, all make their cases. And again, Garrett acts wild and says some wild shit. It's unbelievable. It, the neg continues. He iterates it into new forms. Sarah even starts to pick up on it at this point. She looks super flattered at first, but as he, like, keeps laying it on thicker, she's finally, like, it's snorkeling. Like, it's not, like, an extreme sport. Like, she's starting to feel a little insulted yeah. by how intensely he is flattering her over this. I will say that when Sarah tries to sort of jab back, her monotone kind of works. Because <laughs> it just, like, all lands so deadpan. And Welcome says he just loves being able to be weird with her. And I have to say, Welcome, you can't be weird with her. She's not into it. And it's about to end for you. So obviously, <laughs> Welcome is eliminated. Sean is eliminated. I, I'm sorry. OG Jared's speech is beyond. He's wearing black denim jacket, turtleneck, black jeans. So much look. And he just steps up and it's like, you know, I know we've had a rocky robe, but if it's perfect all the time, is it really real? What we have is real, and that's facts. I know we're going to keep aligning, keep ascending, and that's also facts. 
Keep it's ascending. a vibe when we open up to each other. I'm excited to travel, have adventures. Honestly, like, let's rule the world together. And this works. Inexplicably, this works. And she eliminates the man who's like, let me tell you something very real about my abandonment issues. She doesn't actually like Colin. Right. So I think what happens is she picks Fernando first to kind of force herself to include a nice guy. I think that she's trying to make choices at this point that will give her options that she knows are healthier for her. But then once she's picked Fernando, she's looking at Colin and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm just like crazy into OG Jared. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I can't not pick OG Jared. Also, Colin in his interview says, you know, Nakia made the right choice. I would be crazy not to take the money. (laughs) So fair play to Nakia. And as the episode wraps, Nikki is gazing out at the ocean and, and and thinking, you know, she's like, what's going on here? I want to understand, but I need it explained by a man. I need a mansplain. She whips out a conch shell and trumpets thunderously across the ocean. Far across the island in Limbro and the grotto, the men cock their heads. They hear the siren call. They begin to stampede to the exit. Tariq is dragging some toilet paper with him on his shoe. And Nikki says, they're coming. They're all coming. On that note, let's head right into episode nine, which frankly might be my favorite episode of the season. Well, I know that you love the mansplain. I love the mansplain. The ultimate manfrontation. The ultimate. We open and tumbleweeds are rolling, rattlesnakes are rattling, and the nice guys and the F-boys have been released from their respective post-elimination homes. They're just on the beach, ready for a rumble. They stare each other down, and then they start hugging. Because bromance is real. They're like, I missed you, bro. Like, how you guys been? Um, Which is funny because they're kind of here playfully undercutting the idea that these groups of men are are opposed. Distinct, distinct in any way. And yet, then we go into the mansplain, which is basically basically an opportunity for all these men to shit on the men who remain. They're like, conflict between men? That's dumb. But also the premise of this entire episode. <laughs> so I love this because it takes, definitely takes clear elements from the men tell all, like, this is an Elon Gale show after all. But they are fully weaponizing all of the downtime that happens on these shows where the dudes just, like, talk shit to each other. And nothing has been aired yet, so they're, like, much more willing to just throw each other wildly under the bus and say everything that happened. It's incredible stuff. It's really amazing to me how they got these guys to do it. Like, uh, like what's in it for them except burning bridges with with any of the guys that they remain friends with? Though I also wonder, it's like, I I think because the stakes of the show as a whole feel kind of low, like, none of it really matters. Yeah. Um, They seem excited to be back in the mix in some respect. Greg is, like, wearing a T-shirt only around his neck. He's like, let's fucking go, man. I'm ready. And they start with Garrett. So Nikki immediately cues up Matthew, the guy who originally revealed that Garrett had a girlfriend. And he says that what I didn't say at the time was that after your first date with with, with Garrett, Sarah, Garrett told me that you wanted to use his money 
to start your own business. And that if, you know, we're together after this, I would have to buy fake tits for her. Charming. Charming. Because all his girls have fake tits. All of them. All of them. And he foots the bill, which is, I guess, means he's actually the victim, but also that he's very rich. Um, (laughs) Anthony, which, which Garrett really comes back to, Anthony's like, look, I think that Garrett and his ex are in cahoots, which is an opinion that Nakia and CJ also share. And me. Me too. <laughs> um, Garrett brings out the w- most wild accusation, frankly, I may have ever heard on reality television, where he <laughs> accuses the other men of a, quote, lack of professionalism. Like, right, sir, what's the profession? Like, what do you think professionalism <laughs> means? Also, what is the profession in question? If you are a professional reality TV star... You actually might like spill more tea. Like that is literally in your job description. He's like, there's just a level of professionalism that you can have, and like, I just don't. Th- Everyone's like, literally, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what does professionalism have to do with? He's your- like, if you were a real professional, you wouldn't tell everyone that I told you I was going to need to buy this gold digger some fake tits. <laughs> and the men are then all asked to clap for who they think Sarah should end up with, and basically, no one claps. For Garrett, he seems to be the the guy that the that the other gentlemen see as the most f boy. I have to say, he gets less applause than anyone else does during this during this segment. And Sarah says, "You know, well, you know, I'm not here to change anyone. Great, good." And then she says, "I think the right person will change for the right person." I was like, "So you Sarah. do want to change someone?" Yeah, and <laughs> you are picking Garrett, is what you're saying. She then says. I want Garrett to hype me up like he hypes Casey up. I'm like, okay, so you're only talking about Garrett in this entire speech. Cool, you're going to choose Garrett. Poor Josh. Great. Moving along. A lot of bad stuff comes out about Casey. At I have to admit, Casey is my favorite of the F-boys who are left. Same. And I know that I should be more skeptical of him. I'm trying to be clear-eyed about that. But this man's plane made it a lot easier to be skepti- skeptical about Casey. Yeah, this is really not a good look it's for bad. Casey. It, it Chris is basically like, Casey called CJ a glorified escort. He said he couldn't wait to get the money and teach her a lesson. And he and Garrett have apparently been bragging that they're going to get a share house in L.A. to, quote, fuck mad bitches. Charming. Charming all, ar- all around. It's cute stuff. And <sighs> the glorified escort thing... CJ also, I just want to point out a very good line that CJ has. She's like, so there's something wrong with being an escort, but you guys can F us to get money. Yeah. I was like, that is great, CJ. And that is very accurate. Yeah. It's just like pure, unadulterated sex worker shaming. And And just like generalized misogyny. Yeah. And uh, then Casey stands up and is like, CJ, I do like you. But you know what else I like? Garrett. Garrett. My best friend. And we will live together in L.A. You can't stop us from living together in L.A. Even though I did say earlier I would get your permission to to Garrett. I did say that. But, like, I will do it. Okay? And then he stalks off. Casey knows that this is fucking him. Like, this is really bad. This is really bad. Like, I actually think he would have won. And then this happened. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, new Jared, like, literally no one has anything bad to say about him. He used a lot of S-curls, says Craig. That's it. 
They they really like everyone likes new. This Jared. is funny to me because Jared has been such a loud mouth and like oh, kind yeah. of a provocateur. And I was surprised that no one had anything they wanted to air. I wonder if they're just kind of like, uh, it's all in good fun. This guy is like a bit of a peacocker, but but nothing like he hasn't actually like done anything that bad. Yeah. Um, but despite everything that happened with with Casey uh, that came out about Casey, the men seem pretty split on whether CJ should end up with Casey or Jared. I mean, Jared. I think Casey is, like, a fun guy to be around, and he also seems to be really into CJ. So it's like... Right. I think the distinction we're seeing with Garrett and, C- and Casey is that I do think Casey is actually into CJ, and I think that yes. the guys know that Garrett is not into Sarah and that Casey oh, is yeah. into CJ, despite the fact that Casey is uh, treating a bit of a CJ badly. Yeah. Um, OG Jared. Uh, first off... Colin is like, Jared's a manipulator. He's a pathological liar. Um, He talked to Garrett about coming on TV for sponsorships. His speeches are fake. Greg says that Jared told him that he was going to have like 15,000 girls in his DMs. 1,500? Or 1,500. To be precise. My bad. Off by factor 10. Um, And... She's like, well, when did this happen? And Greg says, right before I was eliminated. So, like, like yesterday. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and OG Jared is like, that was out of context. Like, yeah, I did say the thing about 1,500 girls in my DMs. But, like, it's out of context. And the context. You're like, okay, what was the The context, context? is just, like, I like you. You know? The context is just, like, <laughs> that I like you. And that's why I was saying that. And I was like, Jared, this if there's an possibly, exonerating context, you've got to be able to convey that more yeah, clearly than like you are right now. Yeah, this is possibly the worst uh, explanation and defense ever. <laughs> Fernando uh, is next, her nice guy. And Anthony says that Fernando told him that he gets hella bitches in L.A. And Fernando just kind of takes an interesting tack here where he, like, sort of owns it, where he's like, yeah. I do I'm get like, hella bitches. I get like, hella bitches. I'm a doctor with two offices, and I'm about to be an Olympian. I need more on that. Uh, and he's, he's like, a bobsledder. Women- oh, he's a bobsledder. It comes oh up my gosh. in one of these episodes. Briefly. Oh, wow. See, this is the problem. There's too much information being thrown at me. Okay, well, he's about to be an Olympian. I mean, that is honestly impressive. He's like, look, yeah, there are women around, but... I am a loyal guy, and I've been honest with Nakia about the fact that I messed up when I was, like, 21, 22, but this doesn't really affect my level of commitment. And at this point, having shared all their dirt, the F-boys and the nice guys are released back into the wild to inflict more pain and confusion on the heterosexual women of America. And that night, uh, Nikki tells the women that they're each going to go on two 24-hour mega dates before the final elimination. First, they're all going to go on dates with their nice guys, then the F-boys. Casey does try to directly talk to CJ about what came out in the mansplain, fix things. He says, you know, I was being an asshole. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said those things about you. I was upset and, like, it was wrong. And CJ's like, well, like, that's not enough. I feel unappreciated you show more, like, enthusiasm about Garrett than you do about me. You, like, leap to your feet to, to defend Garrett and talk about living with him, but not to talk about me. And she's just like, be more sorry, and walks away. 
Casey's really fucked. Like, this is... Yeah. This is bad for him. He was in a really good position. She had just, on the big Stingray date, been like, he's clearly my favorite. And now this. Ah. And you would think that this would also have been very bad for Garrett. Except Garrett is dating Sarah. And he's just like... Yeah, the only explanation I have for you is I bought my ex's fake tits and veneers. So, yeah, that's that's all you need to hear, right? Like, yeah, that's like, that's what I said. Hmm. I said I did buy my ex fake tits and I bought some. I'm like, veneers. but where did the part come in where you said Sarah was a gold digger and that you're gonna have to buy her fake? Tits? Well, and then she he says like, you know, some people are just like into fa- into fake tits and like some people. You know, are are into something different. Good point. (laughs) He's like, yeah, everyone has preferences, and what he's saying to you is, "I'm into fake tits," right? Like that's clearly what he's saying. So he is clearly thinking that he wishes you had fake tits. Um, Sarah, you know, says, "You know, I hate that he commented on women's bodies. That's gross," but. I don't know. Maybe he's into me. It seems like he's into me, though. So let's just Sarah. forge ahead. She's like, I'll, I'll buy myself fake boobs if I want to. And let me say, if Garrett is allowed to have a couple more weeks with her, she will find that she wants fake tits. Like, that is the <laughs> level of control he seems to have over her. Uh, OG Jared tries to apologize to Nakia. He's like, when we get out of here together, it's going to be so good. And she's like, stop There's talking about no the future. Evidence. Worry about There's the present. no evidence that it will. Yeah. He's like, this is me. I'm taking accountability. I made mistakes, Nikia, okay? I okay. did. I That's made mistakes. You just, you just yell about making mistakes and then it's done. Uh, Nakia's like, I honestly don't know if I made the right decision keeping him here. And she, too, walks away from her front runner. So all of the F-boys are in great shape heading into the nice guy mega dates, which are up first. CJ and new Jared uh, go for a cruise in a Ferrari, a red Ferrari uh, that CJ drives, which goes great because new Jared loves a strong commanding woman who takes control. And they have a very picturesque drive around the island. She has her hair and an elegant scarf. And it moves around in many incredible <laughs> ways. I just, it's really versatile and and I love that for her. And they sit down and Jared's like, "Look, it's been a while since I connected with someone because I've been playing professional football abroad." Fun fact, he in fact played professional football in Wuhan and was forced into government quarantine in January 2020. Just a little fun fact about New Jersey. Yeah, he's been on the news. Also, he's now appears to possibly be an anti-vaxxer. So. Yeah, that, that is concerning. <laughs> I did go to his Instagram page, uh, and I was upset. Meanwhile, Josh and Sarah are exploring the crystal caves. I feel like they get the least romantic dates. She even says this later, that yeah. they don't get romantic dates. The idea of filming a romantic date in a bat cave, considering where these coronaviruses are coming I know. from, I was like, all I'm I triggered. Could think about, <laughs> all I could think about was like, I'm sorry, bats have been ruined for I know. me by COVID. The, the number of, of articles I've read that, uh, you know, contain horrifying details about, you know, minors dying from bat viruses they've gotten while shoveling bat excrement in caves. Um, it was all I could think about during the I was like, state. get out. Just I was like, fun. get Josh out of here. Give him a Silkwood shower. Back at the cottages, Garrett 
is confronting Casey. He's like, I'm a little butthurt. You threw me under the bus, bro. That entire sentence. Everything makes me about feel it. Ill. Bad. And Casey's like, yeah, man, I was being a little bitch when I did. Th-. Like, honestly, like these guys need re-education. Like, the yes. words they are using are not okay. Like, it so much so misogyny upset. and homophobia, like, packed into, like, every insult. And, and every just, like, general statement they make, frankly. Yeah. It's like their entire lexicon. <laughs> and Garrett's like, yeah, why don't you just, like, blame Kevin? Like, I think in my notes at this point, I just wrote, oh, my God, throw these two into the ocean, even though I'm low-key most attracted to Casey. He should even more be in the ocean to keep us safe from him. It's true. To be honest. Exactly. I'm not exactly. at any risk from Garrett. There's nothing Garrett can do or say There's to hurt me. There's nothing at all attractive to me about Garrett. Yeah, it's true. Fernando and Nakia, meanwhile, are going on their first date. She really has not given him much time of day until I think she really decided that she needed to give herself a nice guy option. I mean, they literally get all the way to the finale without kissing. Yeah. It's wild. 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 They go sort of sail kayaking on a double, double kayak with little sail and it looks beautiful. And then they have a picnic on the beach and Fernando is like, with me, all she has is smile. OG Jared makes her cry every day. And so obviously I'm the better option. Unfortunately, she is only into OG Jared. Yeah. Unfortunately, being happy and enjoying her time around him is not the criterion no. here. It's whether she actually is into him. And that night, uh, they all move on to the evening portion of their date. Uh, CJ and new Jared have like a little hot tub set up, champagne. CJ's like, I adore new Jared. I've been getting gaslighted and love bombed, just dodging these like men left and right. She and has new read Jared all of the psychological material about red flags. Yeah, she's ready. She has. But new Jared has shown her a different way. He gets that overnight date. Yeah. And uh, Sarah and Josh return to the scene of their first date for ceviche and more rum. That was cute. We get, like, a literal flashback to their first date there, which was, like, a week ago. (laughs) Remember that? Um, And Sarah is trying to think about, like, can this relationship exist outside the island? He's nine years older than her. Sometimes he says words, like, digitally that really reveal an age divide between them. That was really sobering for me because (laughs) Josh is our age. He's exactly our age, and the word digitally (laughs) did not seem weird to me when he used it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he says, you know, I just want to come visit you in Chicago to kick it and turn up. Which is mainly what he seems to envision. It's funny because he doesn't have a party vibe at all compared to the other guys, but whenever he talks about what they will do after this, he's always like, we're going to go clubbing. A relationship, in other words. Yeah. And that's like all my relationships. (laughs) We just go to the club. And they talk about how much they both like Sarah's ass and Josh's abs. (laughs) He's like, What's your favorite thing about yourself? And she's like, Physically, my ass. Is that what you were asking? It's definitely my butt. Same. Same. We're on the same page. Uh, They do um, then retire to her bedroom. They definitely have that physical chemistry, if if not much excitement. CJ and New Jared are definitely getting down. That leaves us with Nakia and Fernando. Um, they come back to the villa. He carries her in to the villa, I think. And she says that she had a great time, 
but I think it's best if you sleep in the living room. And right away, she's like, get changed, go get changed, and I'll tuck you into your cot. She tucks him in and heads up to bed. And he's like, I thought maybe I was going to get, like, a window to have our first kiss there, but I just, like, didn't. And it's like, oh, Nando, you're so screwed. Now I'm here with only my socks to keep me warm. (laughs) Meanwhile, the F-boys are preparing for romantic battle. And all night, really, they've been doing some positive visualizations, uh, of how badly things are going on the nice guy dates. They're like, oh yeah, like Josh is out there like just trying to talk to Sarah about his new podcast about not getting laid. Good one, Garrett. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I love this TV show, bro. It's pretty good. And they're like, they're like, we're gonna be the fun ones. We're gonna, we're gonna knock the shit out of the park. And that brings us to the end of episode nine. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the big finale. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really, like, elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it, so comfortable, so chic, also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. 
Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back, and we open at the villa, where the women are mentally preparing to go on dates with their chosen F-boys. First up, CJ and Casey. They are going boating, and I want to note that it's a much more impressive-looking uh, boating experience than Nakia and Nando. It's got. more like a yacht, like, rather than yeah. a, rather than like a, a mini, kayak. A, a mini yacht. Yeah, it's a completely different, I mean, let's just say, it's a different uh, genre okay, of fine, boating. It's fine, not really still. the same kind of outing. And CJ is still trying to get over the mansplain. And Casey just keeps being like, I'm a, I'm an asshole. I'm sorry. I mean, what else can he say? He's like, I did that shit. Nakia and OG Jared are having a little staycation at the villa, I guess because things went so terribly, they like cannot be trusted to leave the premises. <laughs> uh, and Jared's like, look, Nakia. She's like, when I storm prove. out of this date, I want to only have to go upstairs to yeah, lie down in bed exactly. with a bottle of vodka. She's like, I cannot travel too far. <laughs> Jared's like, Nakia, I'm going to prove to you that my feelings are real and that you can trust me. And I'm going to do that by telling you my feelings are real and you can trust me. <laughs> It works for Garrett, you it, know? And it, uh, frankly, also kind of works for OG It works Jared. a little bit for OG Jared. Nakia is trying to emphasize, like, I was, I was so upset. You keep fucking up in the same way. And, like, I don't know how to fix this huge problem that we keep having. And he listens very seriously. And then he's like, but tell me this. Did you miss me? Because I missed you a lot. <laughs> he really sounds exactly <laughs> like sounds that. exactly like that. <laughs> And she's like, fine, yes, I did. I want to make out with you. And they do this, like, thing, which I find hilarious, where they're both just like, I'm such a weirdo. Such a weirdo. You're such a weirdo. It's like, we've never been understood in our lives. Like, just two extremely hot people who are just weirdos. Like, I get you. You get me. I will say this. I think you have to have that to be in a solid relationship. I think you have to have a little bit of that feeling that's like, no one else accepts Understand. or sees me like this person. And, you know, I mean, I that's think- a, no, look, that's a very strong <laughs> draw. That is very compelling. It's I was hilarious just, to see super hot it's people hilarious being like to find to see to see it. But I don't I don't discount that they genuinely do feel this way. Yes, the, it's hilarious because they're clearly not weirdos. OK, well, looking at Jarrett's wardrobe. He's a little bit of a weirdo. Nakia is not weird. She is insanely hot and successful and cool. And Jared is maybe a little weird, but also he is extremely successful and hot. And hot. <laughs> and primarily hot and ripped. And no one has ever, like, looked at them and been like, look at those two weirdos. At least they have each other. But they have to have that narrative between <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, look, mentally Because otherwise it's like, there. I'll just go date another hot person. They're, they're, doing, they're, tr- they're doing that thing where they make each other, they're making the other person feel necessary and special. Right. This is what bonds them. Yes. Meanwhile, Sarah and Garrett, I was so mad at this because after giving Sarah and Josh like a lame date, Sarah and Garrett get the full on adrenaline date, which as we know from watching The Bachelor is very effective in bonding people. And just from they, science. 
Yes, and from science. Uh, deployed on shows like The Bachelor. And they're going jetpacking, which looks difficult and also kind of thrilling. And Sarah struggles at first. And Garrett's like, yeah, you can do it. Good job. Like, you're killing it. And Sarah's like, wow, he's such a supportive partner. He's I so guess supportive. everything's fixed. He's perfect. He's really hyping me up, you know, like, just like. I'm like, Sarah, he like gave Casey. you one cheer. I, I can't. Ugh. And then he's like, anyway, are you ready to cheer for me? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> he He can't go, like, he can't go an hour on this experience without literally asking Sarah for affirmation. Yeah. And he's like, look, I think that after this, there would be no issues. And I'm like, yeah, there will be no issues because you will not be together after yeah. this. He's not lying, technically. <laughs> um, and Sarah just feels like, wow, he really showed that he was supportive. And my gut is that I want to keep you around, she tells him. She's like, my fix gut Fix your gut, is- Sarah. <laughs> fix your gut. I think this might fix her gut, to be honest. Yeah. If anything can, I think this experience might fix her gut. Um, and she asks him what he's learned from this whole experience. And he says, just that you, like, you're, you've been, like, riding with me since the beginning. And you haven't, even through everything, all the shit he's I've like, pulled. like, what I've You learned. haven't dumped me. And that's so I empowering. I can be horrible to you. And you'll still stick around. So that's a great lesson for me. Yeah, that's empowering for me. It literally makes me feel like I have all the power in this relationship. Over you. Over you. <laughs> that night, um, the the F boys get their evening dates. CJ and Casey have a beach picnic on, on a day bed. And... Then she decides that she's not ready to really offer him an overnight. She says, you're going to sleep on the cot downstairs instead of in the room with me. Casey tries to bargain and it like does not, does not work immediately. But don't worry, he has, he has some other tactics. Meanwhile, Sarah and Garrett sit down and Garrett's like, night date, time to pull out the nags. You know, you really proved me wrong today about how, like, not adventurous and boring I thought you were. And, like, actually, you are pretty cool. Like, that I was pretty, that was pretty chill. I wanted to literally strangle him during this. <laughs> and Sarah's like, okay, Garrett, but, like, how can I trust you? And the answer to this question that he gives is, quote, if you can get to the soft spot of me, I will absolutely give you all my trust. I'm like, okay, Garrett, you just told her that you'll trust her. This is not an answer to the question, why should, like, I trust you? It's not an answer to the question. He treats it as if him trusting her is synonymous to her trusting him. Yeah. Which it is not. Also, he's still doing the thing where he's dangling a little challenge he's like, for her. yeah, there's a soft spot. Get you to the soft there spot. Yet, it's there. Close. Keep we're chewing. Close. How many licks to get to the center of Garrett's heart? And... He toasts to Sarah by saying that she just, you know, she rides with me. He is unable to compliment a single thing about her other than, like, in relation to himself. It's so dark. He's literally just ingraining in her the idea that her value and desirability is wrapped up in how loyal she is to him and how much shit she swallows from him. It's disturbing. It's so, it's actually very disturbing. Uh, And it works on Sarah. And she's like, great, let's talk more, wink, wink, by coming up to my room. I don't think much talking happens. 
Nakia, Nakia and OG Jared go dancing. This, I think, was a test for OG Jared because he ruined a group date by refusing right. to dance. Jared knows. He, he's he's got to, you know, dance this time. Yeah. He's like, Nakia loves dancing. I'll do it. And it's fine. You know, he's he's able to get through a few, you know, body gyrations in sync with Nakia. That's all she needs, bro. Just, like, make a little effort. Like, you, she's not expecting you to be one of the former Chippendales. And I also love that Jared is wearing... Like leggings, oh like painted on leggings it and like is, a, an oversized sweater. I was so struck. I was like, Nakia is fully dressed for the club and Jared is dressed in his little glasses for like a spoken word. <laughs> He's got his little reading at, Like at a coffee shop. I have to say. Unbelievable. I, I, I kind of am obsessed with this look. I often find his looks to be really bad. But sometimes I think he 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 takes off enough accessories before he leaves the house. Where I'm like, this oh, one I enjoyed. He had yeah. like a very nice cream sweater He's on. He's playing that was very with fetching. proportion in a way that men often don't. But that I think it's is creative and cool. I respect that. You know, I I want to encourage him to continue playing with fashion. Not that he not that he needs my permission. But you know, oh, I, love I think it. he will no matter. What. <laughs> I think that I think I could hardly stop him. Um, <laughs> and she does invite OG Jared up to her room for the night, and he says, "I'm about to hop on some buns." Is this the new thing? He's not the only person that I heard describing like getting laid as. I I have never heard it, but some buns. But is this? Are we just too old? It's true. I'm 33, and I have to now have consultations with my colorist about how to blend my grays and. I didn't expect it to happen this fast. Oh, I have so many gray hairs. It's very <laughs> depressing. And uh, meanwhile, Casey has releg- has been relegated to the cot area. CJ once again displays her interest in decor and interior design by presenting the three cot options to him and uh, pointing out their various features, color schemes, embellishments on the quilts. Uh, and then she goes upstairs while Casey gets settled. And Casey has decided to play this a little differently from last time by performatively and outspokenly accepting her desire for him to stay on the couch. He's talking to the camera. He's like, I respect my woman. I respect CJ. He's yelling. Here I am. (laughs) It's reverberating throughout the entire house. (laughs) She doesn't trust me right now, and that's fine. It's just one night on a cut, and she's worth it, CJ. And of course, CJ overhears, of course. And she's like, maybe you should be upstairs. Yeah, I can't leave you down here all sad. All sad and alone and cold. And his face just lights up. The The thing that I've most recently seen that it reminded me of is when um, we finally took the second uh, car seat out of our back seat. And I was able to ride in the back uh, while our son was strapped into his car seat. And I'd never done this before. And I went around and opened the back door and got in next to him. And his face was just like, mommy's here. You know, that's what Casey looks like. He's like, I didn't know this was possible. (laughs) And it's fucking amazing. And yet, of course, he was scheming it the whole time. He looks at the camera and he's like, I played it perfectly. Your boy is smart as fuck. The next morning, the F-boys are feeling great. They all made it to the bedroom. And they're, you know, they go back to the cottages for 
a tense chat with the nice guys. New Jared's like, so, so did, did you guys sleep on the cots? And Casey's like, uh, no, we did not. And this is when New Jared does something that I was not a fan of. Yeah, Casey makes a little comment that's like, yeah, I was up early doing a lot of cardio. And Jared says, how's my dick taste? Ugh. Like, again, just, like, escalating it in a way that just brings, like, a Un- Unnecessary, sir. To, unnecessary. Like, what the, like, what the fuck kind of thing is that to say? At this point, like, no one can say anything. They're all just, like, in, like, shock. Like, what? Uh, like, laughing uncomfortably. Garrett finally just gets up and is like, nice guys, nice try. And, like, leads the F-boy posse away. Garrett seems just, like, a producer's dream. He's just fully game to lean into this character yeah. and, like, say all the little lines to the camera. Um, but I'm just, like, I'm sorry. I'm still shaken by that Jared thing. Because he just does. He's so, like seems so nice and supportive, and then he'll literally just be, like, sexually aggressive comments in order to establish dominance over other I men. wasn't a fan. I Gross. was not a fan. Yeah, I think, you know, um, Casey at one point is, like, Casey's, like, uh, I know he's, like, technically the nice guy, but, like, that wasn't nice. <laughs> and uh, it's really time for the final eliminations. Uh, CJ, Nakia, and Sarah all get in their sparkly get-ups. They just look like beautiful Oscar statuettes. They're all sparkly and in gold. And Nikki is like in a very complimentary um, silver metallic mini dress. Like the same, but different. Mm, love it. And Nikki sets the scene. She She's like, okay, women, you need to ask not only can an F-boy change? But have they? And just because a nice guy is nice, is he really good for you? Hmm. Food for thought. Nikki then explains that if the women pick a nice guy, they will be rewarded with 100K to split with the guy. And if they pick an F-boy, he will be given the 100K with the option to split it or take it and run. And I want to note here that the women actually do have the option to keep all the money for themselves if they pick the nice guy. Um, It's almost, like, hard to remember that because it's so obvious that they're not going to do that. And I think we do have to talk about the guy's fashion. I was laughing so hard because there was clearly not, you know, a singular dress code for this final final elimination ceremony. (laughs) We have new Jared and Josh show up, like, looking like they're ready for more of, like, a traditional, you know, rose ceremony on The Bachelor. Like, they are wearing, like, really nice tailored blue suits. They look extremely good. Casey is, like, one step down from that. He's like, I've shown up for a jacket and tie optional summer wedding. I have my khakis. I have my button-up. Because I went to a Catholic school with a loose but very real dress code, he looked to me like one of the, like, hot jocks, like, in one of his, <laughs> in one of his school uniform looks. And Fernando... He's, like, pretty much wearing mostly what he normally wears, like, a, a nice kind of brightly patterned shirt. But he's, like, added a gold necklace, and he's tucked it in. Jared is wearing some suiting I, up oh top. Oh, my God. And sort of skin-tight nude legging pants. I would only... I We have Not, to call them jeggings. They are well, so tight. <laughs> but, but a full, like, 
loosely fitted suit jacket up top. Once again, playing with proportion, but less successful for me than the earlier look. Yeah, I thought the earlier iteration was better. Um, And Garrett, of course, puts in the least effort of all. He looks literally the same as he does every day. Yeah, I think that should have been another red flag for Sarah, who is dressed to the nines, and he's there in one of his, like, sweat-drenched short-sleeve button-downs. And CJ makes her choice first. They each give a little speech. Jared says, you came here to find a partner and not a project, a partner who can bring healthy conflict to you and not embarrass you publicly and privately. I mean, frankly, compelling argument. Casey is muttering like, fuck you, you fucking bitch. I have to say, I did check their social to see if any of them are still together. Did not get any clarity on that, or at least any signs that any of them are still together. But I did see that Casey, Garrett, and new Jared were all hanging out. Yes, so they, they were like last have, night. Yeah, they seem Sarah's to Sarah's in town. A, a bunch of them seem to be in LA currently. And from what I saw, there were no indications that anyone is still together. I saw no indications of that at all, or an acknowledgement, even really, of the question. But I did want to say that this beef seems to have been cooked, eaten, disposed of. And uh, Casey gives his little, his little cell and is like, you're everything I want. I've made mistakes, but you've made me better. And I'll always be your best bud. And she's like, I can see both of these men in my life. But she picks new Jared. And we discover that Casey would have, in fact, split the money had he been chosen. Yeah, his choice was like pre-locked in with production, presumably so that even if they didn't pick the F-boy, they could find out his true colors. And he says, and Casey's like, I have risen. I'm not an F boy anymore. And he and CJ have a really sweet exchange. I just like, I still can't quite figure Casey out. You know what I mean? Same. Like, part of me really thinks he's genuinely into CJ and is kind of a fuck boy, but is like, oh, but this is like my type. And like, we could both have a lot of money and have a good time together. And that seems like a win win. Another part of me is like, isn't it actually a really good play to take $50,000 and come out of this looking like a nice guy and just make your money on well, Instagram afterwards? You know what? I guess we'll we'll never know. But moving on to Sarah, of course, we all know what she's going to do, but we have to talk about it. Josh, like, does a whole gesture where he's like, here is my elimination hat. You have my hat. You have my heart. And Garrett really goes for broke. This is where I deploy all of my knowledge of romantic comedies. (laughs) He's like, Sarah, you know, I want to be the person who eats cold pizza with you, who watches the sunrise with you, the guy who kisses you every morning before you go to work. And of course, she's literally this like, is very effective. She's laughing with joy as he says this. She's like, oh my God, it's happening. Oh my God. And, of course, she she chooses Garrett. She's like, look, I'm not here to play it safe. Josh is naturally shocked and disappointed. He takes his hat back, which, fair. And in his little in-the-moment interview after— Yeah, he's like, he's great, like, but I'll need that hat back, though. Okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> he says to the camera, he's like, look, I refuse to speak ill of Garrett, um, but I do think I perhaps would have been a better match for Sarah, but I, like, wish them the best. The, a gentleman to the end. And now 
Garrett has the power. (sighs) And he's like, Sarah, you're a beautiful soul. Our dates have been awesome. I came here 80% an F-boy, 20% a nice guy. And now I'm definitely going to leave here 60% an F-boy, 40% a nice guy. And that's because of you. You have made me want to change for the better. And Sarah is smiling. Everyone's like, wow, how romantic. Then he says, but I'm going to have to end this relationship and I'm going to take the money. This is a game. They told you what I was. I'm an F-boy. I don't see a future with you outside this experience. Stone cold motherfucker. Again, I'm just like, is this the move though, dude? Like you could have $50,000 and a romantic image that really sells your platform to the masses. Well, Claire, he already told you. Yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't need, need any the money. of the money. He's literally just being a dick for no reason. Yeah, for absolutely no reason. He just wants Sarah, to hurt Sarah's feelings. Sarah is just like, looks frozen at this point. She she doesn't cry. She just sort of looks like horrified, frozen in place. And then she goes, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and Garrett's Sarah. like, yeah, I'm sorry. And this is where Sarah gets gets a little more forceful. And she's like, no, you're not. Fuck off. Seriously. And I was like, yes, girl. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Erase all of these demons from your life. Yeah. Well, it's nice that he's removing himself uh, for her. It's really the kindest thing. Um, and Garrett has to go sit down by himself while Nakia makes her choice, which I imagine seems much more fraught now. Nakia looks like she's, she's like very nervous. She's, she's just, like, clearly, I am picking an F-boy. Right. Also. She's like, I, I just saw my friend get effed over by an F-boy. And now my choices are a guy I have never kissed and an F-boy. So I don't really see a good outcome here. And they both make their little speeches. Fernando is like, you know, I've just was slow to come after you because you made me so nervous. You're a beautiful black queen. And OG Jared says, I didn't believe in love until I met you. And, you know, I don't need to be anything I'm not. You've taught me that. I love you. It hasn't been a perfect love story, but it's our love story. And she picks OG Jared. And this is this is maybe my favorite part of the whole series. Oh, I loved this so much. Nando is just like, yeah, this is a lugubrious moment for me, obviously. <laughs> Just, I loved, just, he's like, uh, on my way out, I will be deploying an SAT word. Kind of like, like, slightly incorrectly. I was like, that's not quite what lugubrious means, but it's so close. Um, Like, you know what? I'm going to give it to him. I applaud him. I applaud him. (laughs) And OG Jared gives a very confusing and very long speech about what he's going to do that starts really unpromisingly by saying, like, you know, I was so into you and I wanted to like leave this process with you. And then, you know, once we were hanging out and you were just like, go away, don't talk to me. And I just really didn't like that dismissiveness. I didn't like that at all. And there's been times when I felt like, damn, should I just walk away and go home? I could see myself just gaming because I'm a competitive person. Like, I was like, this is like a real strong heel turn speech. This is like the mask is coming off speech. And, but, but then he it's says... It's the opposite structure of the Garrett speech, essentially. <laughs> yes. 
Then he says, the whole point is that I didn't because I met you and 100K means nothing compared to what we have. And he's going to split the money with her. F-boys can change. And then OG Jared is like, ah, I'm really sorry. I'm giving a terrible speech. My ADD (laughs) was kicking in. He's like, sorry about that bad and weirdly threatening (laughs) speech. I just got confused. But I, I did find him charming when he was like, I have ADD. And he's like, I love winning and I love her. Uh, best of both worlds. Uh, having it all. Uh. Look, it would not be F-Boy Island if there wasn't one final plot twist. Mm. Nikki's like, Garrett, you've been watching all of this happiness. Come stand up for a moment of shame. And she says, we hoped you would reform your ways, but you chose not to. And I don't really believe F-Boys should be rewarded in the end. At all. At all. So with that in mind, the $100,000 you've chosen to keep for yourself, it's instead going to a charity of Sarah's choosing. You've lost the money and an incredible woman. F-boy. F-off. F-off. I love that uh, they called this uh, one of the... Yeah, Ben. Ben called this really called this. He was like, they should have done F-boy, F-off. And little did we know that Nikki was just saving it. She was saving it. She was saving it. And it is, it was deployed effectively here. It was perfect. It gave me chills. And I saw some people complaining, like, this isn't actually fair. Whatever. The rules of the game. I'm like, this is actually That's what my husband says. Who gives a shit? Greg was like, that's not fair. He played by the rules. Like, he should... They can't just change the rules. Yes, they can. They That's literally can. They change the structure of the show like every episode. That's what's fun about it. Who cares? And like the whole it's good TV. The whole point is like, shouldn't people be reconsidering whether they are treating people terribly in order to gain an advantage in a game? Right. Elon Gale has said in interviews, like, this was actually something that production felt really strongly about from like going into it, that they wanted to figure out a way that people would not be rewarded for, like, not changing and being bad people. What's difficult about this, though, is, like, then what happens next season? Because how do you give the F-boys an incentive to to fuck the women over without... Well, I wonder if they then sort of, like, turn it and make it a question, which Ilan has said he wants to explore in future seasons, the question of, are self-proclaimed nice guys actually nice? Um, Because we know it's a false dichotomy. So I think that they're sort of counting on the fact that they can just switch up the rules every season and, like, people just won't know what's going on ever. Yeah, they're all just going to be, like, the rat in a cage with the lever that you push and push. And sometimes there's a food pellet. Like, they're just, like, we might get rewarded by the rules sometimes, but we can't actually count on any of them and we don't know when it will happen. So we're just got to keep trying shit. I support it. I support it. I love it. I'm into it. And that's life, man, right? Like, you don't exactly. know what behavior you don't know. is going to be rewarded. You just have to kind of be true to yourself. Poor Sarah is like, I do regret letting Josh leave. And I was like, I hope she DM'd him after Phil. I honestly, if I were Josh, though, I'd be like, sorry. Like, you liked Garrett. You would have gone with Garrett sucked. if he had not dumped you in this humiliating fashion. So, no. Um, I And I think that, that he should... If she hit him up, I would hope that he would be like, no, thank you. Um, I can do better than that. I think, as you said, Josh has many options. I think he does. And frankly, all of these people do. another classic moment for Sarah to be like, I feel a lot awful. I feel terrible. 
while her face betrays no emotion of any kind. Zero. It's just a flat surface. It's It's incredible. Um, I'm glad that she has kept some level of her grace and equanimity after going through this very painful experience. And I hope that, uh, that the ladies are all doing well today. I mean, they are all in L.A. currently. I watched a live that CJ and Sarah did because I guess Sarah is going to move to L.A. soon but hasn't yet. So she's like staying with CJ. Mm. And yesterday they were watching all the final four episodes together. They hadn't seen them yet. And they were both just like cringing the whole time. And then they got on a live with Nakia. And it seems that they're all still quite lovely friends and like very supportive of each other. And that's the real love story of this because I can't find any evidence that either of the couples are still together. I mean, and are we surprised? No. No. Not really. But I think this was like a near perfect reality show. I enjoyed every minute and I, you know, I can't often say that. Um, Despite, you know, how much disgusting behavior I saw, the tone really hit the spot. It's so light. It's so frothy and cheeky. We're able to have this critique of the bad behaviors without just, like, drowning in, like, seriousness and misery. And it was a nice palate cleanser. I'm hoping that Paradise uh, is is giving the same energy this year. We're taping this. So we're taping this before Paradise's premiere. So. so I guess we will see soon. Yeah. On that note, that's it for this bonus episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Harry Huggins. Our theme music is by Tamar Habib, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And more importantly, remember to tell all your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. Help us get the word out about our new name. You can also find us on Twitter at Love to See It Pod and on, and on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back soon with more bonus episodes. Can you keep up? I like love it. Stitcher. Saving money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.